0: God bless those who toil for the greater good Labor Day weekend oh man the Labor Day weekend so I want to thank all of you who are working hard uh, in or out of the house now just because one of you brings money home does not mean both of you are not working you know there's a lot of uh, people out there that are at home parents the other parent works and they're taking care of the kids doing the homeschooling doing a lot of the homesteading taking care of things taking care of the bills taking care of all the the house chores and all that stuff so I mean there's there's a lot to be said for those who do that and I wish those people as well a good good Labor Day Oh, welcome to Volonia Farm. Welcome to Volonia Farm. The second podcast in the Volonia Farm platform. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, what, what have I been doing all weekend? Well, I'll tell you what I've been doing all weekend. Well, last weekend and this weekend, I've, you know, I've been doing firewood. And I actually like doing it, but man, you know, I mean, it's kind of a hot weekend, so... I'm glad to get her done by 3.30 in the afternoon. And I'm really glad that I'm sitting here in the woods right now. Everything is dead silent because I've been listening to a Briggs and Stratton motor in and in a steel chainsaw almost all day. Or about eight hours of it or so. And uh, now I'm sitting on my subcompact tractor with Daisy are extremely free-range barred rock. Kicking all the, the sawdust and chips and wood splittings and everything around me. I, I actually split a log that had an ant colony in it. You know, those big black ants? And she is dining out on those damn things. That's all right. I don't mind if a chicken makes ants into eggs. Right? But yeah, you know, I mean, looking at the, the firewood situation, you know, I, I think uh, I'm sitting on... Oh, geez, let's look here. Oh, if I look down the line, I'm sitting on about four cord, I'm guessing. Four cord. And I think that's what it'll take to get me through the winter. Hopefully we're a little bit short of that. Um, you know, we, we burn one stove pretty much 24 7 when it's wintertime and then we have a, a stove in the basement it's a much smaller one that one usually gets depending on what the temperature outside is you know I mean if it's catastrophically cold it's burning all day but if it's um if it's uh just just kind of a mild winter day you know I mean above zero basically I start a, uh, a fire in it in the morning and then it just fizzles out, you know, around noon or so, or noon, noon, one o'clock or so, you know, so I usually start a fire at about five in the morning and then it fizzles out. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I start that fire in the morning. It's kind of my therapy. I, um, I get it going and, and, um, I, I sit there and sip on coffee and think about my day, think about what's going on in life and, and uh, what's going on in the, in the future here and watch a crackling fire. You know, I mean, a lot, a lot of people don't get that opportunity and there's something about the heat of a wood stove that is much different in the smells that, bring, that it brings on the farm, especially in the winter months. And it's something that, um, something that we really enjoy. Uh, but a lot of work goes into it. A lot of work goes into it. You know, I spend probably an accumulative time of two full weeks a year doing, um, wood, uh, whether it be cutting, splitting, getting, working for, um, stacking. I don't stack anymore. I just put it in the tractor bucket and, uh, pile it into, just, just pile it with that. Because it, it dries really well that way as well so um but what are you you know those of you that are doing firewood you know what are you doing with it you know i mean um all of us who live in different parts of the country you know some of you are burning like a softwood for heat you know like a pine or a conifer of some kind uh, i knew out in oregon you know i mean uh, douglas fir was their go-to that was their holy grail of firewood uh, we're really lucky in the Midwest here. It's hard to get started, but once it's burning, it's burning, baby, and that's oak, good old oak. And uh, we're lucky to have that, you know. Um, and, and the oaks here grow pretty big, so it's it's something to be very thankful for um, as far as or as far as a firewood supply. And we had a lot of it because there's a gentleman next door that that had a few trees go down. He's actually got a lot of trees going down. He's just got a really big woods around his place and he likes to clean it up. And a lot of it's oak and ash, which ash works very well for firewood too. Um so we're lucky enough to to get it all from him. He just wants it out of there. He doesn't want to charge me for it or whatever. And a lot of the stuff he cuts is is already cut, you know he cuts it and puts it on a wagon and then i just go over there and get it so i'm, I'm about as lucky as you can get as far as the firewood train goes um and i always offer to help but he always does it while i'm at work <laughs> so i'm a pretty lucky guy in that respect but um you know when you're buying you know stuff for the firewood scene you can do it however you like but like i myself you know i'm buying we need like a a 25 ton wood splitter right uh that seems to be about the going rate as to what we do i don't have a wood splitter for like a skid loader or anything like that if you have something like that or if you have an outdoor burner and you have larger logs and you can split with with the skid loader, boy, you're really blessed, you know I mean? You don't have to deal with a whole lot of that stuff. You can just kind of pick up the wood with the splitter, put it over the pile, and split it right there. You know what I mean? And that's a pretty neat deal, you know? Um, like my, my firewood situation is we have a custom wood splitter that we found uh, about 40 minutes away from here. And it's 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 a gym dandy, you know. It's got a log lifter and, and uh, it's a homemade jobby, and it's something that I can work on and and be confident about working on it because it's it's old school. It uses uh, two drive belts and a, and a 16 horse Briggs and Stratton engine, you know. And um, I, I'm pretty lucky to have something like that. But uh, you know, also like for chainsaws and stuff like that. You know, uh, about eight years ago, uh, my mother-in-law needed some tree work done. And she said, well, I'll buy a chainsaw. And then you can borrow it whenever you want. Well, she bought the chainsaw. I did some tree work for her, you know, and stuff like that. And then she goes, well, why don't you just keep it? Because I'm not going to use it. (laughs) You know, I mean, she just didn't really feel as if, you know, chainsaws are so dangerous and so intimidating, and I totally don't blame her. You know, a, a gas-operated really loud chainsaw, you know, and all that. So I take care of the saw, and then whenever she needs any tree work or anything done, I I do it, you know. And uh, to her, uh, so far, it seems like money well spent as far as I can tell. And for me, you know, I get a 16-inch steel, homeowner series uh, chainsaw to use. Um, You know, you could, depending on the size of the trees, you know, you get, you know, I mean, you you can cut a 30-inch tree with a 16-inch chainsaw. You know, if you've got 15 inches of face bar on it, and then you cut each way, you know, each side of the tree, you can do that. Um, You know, it's nice to have a bigger saw for something like that, but at least you can get the job done. You know what I mean? And then... I also have a 18-inch electric chainsaw, which is an 80-volt. It's made by Greenworks, but it's uh, of the Menards brand, which is Master Force. And that chainsaw does pretty well. Um, The bar on it leaves something to be desired because it flexes a little bit as you're going through really, really tough cuts and long cuts. But, uh, you know, I could just slap an Oregon bar on there and, and she'd be good to go, you know. So, I mean, there's no, nothing to worry about about that. The only thing about a battery-operated chainsaw is you really need to have uh, multiple batteries if you're going to be effective at all. Uh, I have two. I wish I had three. Um, uh, it, uh, they're 2-amp-hour batteries. They do make bigger batteries for them, but they charge a lot of money for them. And not to mention those those like 5-amp-hour batteries, you know, they take... You know a full three hours to charge um, but I you know looking at, at this situation that I have you know the longest that my uh, 80 volt batteries take in the two amp hour category are only a half hour so I mean you can constantly be switching them and stuff like that but you know like I said those the four and five amp hour batteries you know they'll last a lot longer you know three times almost three times longer than a two amp hour battery so i mean yeah they might take longer to charge but you're gonna get a hell of a lot more use out of the saw itself you know um so the only thing i really need to buy for the electric chainsaw is bar oil you know um i do live you know i do have electricity to my house and stuff like that so you know i'm really blessed to have a a uh, uh, I can just you know plug in the charger um i i got the two batteries because i bought the leaf blower of the same brand too which when you're buying tools you know for your place it's really nice to get a bunch of tools that use the same battery you know what i mean so then that way when your batteries do go to toast you know what battery to get and it'll be in multiple tools you don't need to go buy a bunch of different batteries you know what i mean or you can get refurbished batteries or whatever. So it's kind of a neat thing, you know, I mean, the, the battery operated concept. Uh, the state legislature did uh, try to pass a law that all lawn equipment and um, small engine uh, style equipment was supposed to have be uh, electric by a certain date. They did try to pass that, but it failed. Thank God, um, I I like electric equipment. But I hate to have to be forced to use electric equipment because I'll be honest with you, I probably with one tank of gas out of the steel chainsaw that I have, the gas operated chainsaw, um, I probably get twice as much cutting as both batteries out of my 18 inch 80 volt electric saw, You know, just out of one tank of gas. You know what I mean? So I mean, think about how much time it takes to charge two batteries if it only takes a half hour a piece that takes a whole hour of recovery time and in the meantime I'm walking back and forth switching these batteries out where if I have my 16 inch steel I'm sitting there zing 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 I'm I'm still cutting. I'm not skipping a beat you know what I mean so I mean the gas operated chainsaws are really nice for that respect um they're they they are coming a long ways i do not have top of the line battery operated chainsaw but um the um, the steel chainsaw i have is about the bottom of the line in the gas steel category you know it's pretty much strictly a homeowner style uh the bar is going to toast i need a new one of those and um you know i just put a new chain on it today uh i've been i've been sharpening the chains and, and I just thought, well, I got another one. Oh, I'll throw that on for a while. It's an Oregon chain for a steel bar. Um, and, and when you when you buy your chains, you really need to pay attention uh, to all of the chain styles and sizes that that particular saw uses. So you really need to look at that. Um, something you don't want to uh, something you don't want to screw up. You know, otherwise you'll, buy, you'll be out cutting And you have a chain that doesn't fit It sucks um, You know, because when you do firewood You know, you got to make your time count So it's uh, really smart to do And really, really smart When you buy a chainsaw To get a few chains with it You know, and then write that down Take pictures of it uh, Keep it in a special place Keep it in a file folder Or, or with the saw's owner's manual You know, or whatever you know it's a really good idea to know what size chain you need for that saw and it's a good idea to watch youtube and learn how to sharpen your chainsaw they make all kinds of gadgets and gizmos nowadays that make it a hell of a lot easier than using a hand file i still use a hand file because i used to be a logger in oregon for about a year and uh, they taught me how to do it and, and it was great so i just learned how to do it and you know i buy the cheap little old hand file and i use that and i I don't mind it at all um fact is i kind of like doing it it kind of gives me a break it gives my ears a break um you know all that so i don't mind doing that at all but um yeah you know this firewood you know trying to get yourself set up for a success and to be honest with you um the firewood this year is probably going to last longer than it has and the reason i'm saying that is because a lot of it's oak you throw a hunk of oak in there you know a cord of oak will last a hell of a lot longer than like a cord of ash or a cord of maple or a cord of pine you know what i mean i'm lucky to have the oak and most of my firewood is oak so the the Starting a fire is going to be a son of a bitch, but the fire is going to last a long time, and I'm excited about that. So, um, you know, uh, that's another thing, you know, with your firewood is kindling. Uh, We've got a kindling cracker. Uh, Most of the time when I use that kindling cracker, um, it's it's like a thing you use a two-pound hammer with, and you just split kindling for yourself. Most of the time when I split kindling, I use... uh, silver maple it's it I, I swear to god that's what match sticks are made out of it's totally awesome so uh i use silver maple but uh you can use ash um elm will not split split worth a hoot but uh, elm is a good firewood you know what's nice about elm is you know the flames really dance a lot you know it's real grainy knotty twisty you know so the flames come out of there and they really dance and that's really nice for the ambiance. but um one, one good way to get a lot of kindling though Is if you're cutting and splitting And doing all the shit that I'm doing here um, There's bark flying off There's little chunks flying off And slivers and pieces and stuff like that Get yourself a big refrigerator box Or a big, you know, something Or a bunch of little boxes or something And find a place that you can store All of the stuff from the wood splitter All the splittings and stuff You know, that is magnificent kindling and I think, you know, even even some of that sawdust, you know, especially if you get some really long, long stuff, you know, that, that'll make great kindling too, you know, and then keep newspapers throughout the year. You know, you're going to need that. It's, um, it's a heck of a deal uh, trying to think of all that stuff. But once your propane bill comes at the end of the year, um, we, we have a 500-gallon, Is it 500 or 250? I don't know what the hell it is. But anyway... We used... Like... 100 gallons... Of propane... Last year. That's it. And... We have a propane stove. And... We have a propane furnace. Our water heater is electric. Uh... We do have another electric oven. Which is our backup oven. Um... You know, so just just kind of put it in perspective. I mean, jeepers. Think about think about how much money we save. There's people that go through like five thousand gallons of propane a year just heating their house. You know what I mean? That's a lot of money. And for this wood, yeah, I might work a couple weeks on making the wood. But you know what it keeps me in shape? The there's nothing like wood wood fired heat and look at all that money i'm saving on propane yeah it might take a couple hundred dollars here and a couple hundred dollars there to get your firewood set up but it to me it's really worth it and a lot of times you can get it you know you might be able to for less than two hundred dollars a year you'll know, get your wood split and cut you know what i mean that's after uh, putting aside the cost of the wood splitter and the chainsaw You know what I mean? I mean if you've had it for a few years. So, um, you know, it's not unheard of to do that. And I mean I could you know, I hardly use any gas. I mean I've I think I've filled up with gas twice this year for the chainsaws and stuff like that and electric. I mean and that's only the that's only like the 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 just forty bucks worth. So anyway, that's one thing that you could think about when you're doing your firewood and doing everything like that, and it's it's a pretty amazing thing to uh, to grab yourself a a log, throw it in the fire, and know that you're going to be warm today. So anyway, thank you for tuning in today, and God bless you, and uh, hope you're enjoying the new platform, Jeepers. Now I got a couple golden retrievers coming to visit me in the woods, and I love it. I suppose. Better get rocking. Anyway, have a good one.